Ladies and gentlemen, how you folks doing? Welcome here. Welcome to the very start of the unnamed wrestling review. I got myself Botch Guy and I got C Wrestling with me here today. Welcome to the stream, guys. How you guys doing? I'm doing really good, Matt. Nice to have me here and uh, nice to have you guys here and see wrestling and everybody. It's going to be great. Get those dang glasses off your face. <laughs> all right. This ain't no club. This this is a stream. This is a professional area over here. All right. You need to take this seriously, botch guy. Otherwise, I'm kicking you out. <laughs> Do it. Try. <laughs> I, I dare you. Oh, dude. Well, we also got to see wrestling. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm looking forward to this. It could be a lot of fun. I think this is the first time we've ever spoke as well, right? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Dude, we're making history over here on the channel. The unnamed wrestling review. First and <laughs> foremost, what the freak is with our name, okay? We need a better name than that. <laughs> we could be like the next retribution faction. Like, literally, we could just be called the unnamed. Wait, oh, wait the so unnamed. does that mean yeah. we're going to be on TV for a couple of months and then break up after? Exactly, you got it. Yeah, this thing has only well, we, lasted we, for a few months. <laughs> we get to petrol bomb a generator, so we're happy, you know. Love to see it. All right, guys. But today, the people in the live chat are probably wondering, what the heck is this all about here? Uh, it, it's simple, all right? We're going to be reviewing Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, all those WWE brands. Uh, we're not going to review the other stuff because things have happened. But let's start it off here, Botch Guy and C Wrestling. We had Throwback SmackDown last week. It was a pretty interesting show. Uh, first and foremost, what did you think overall about the Throwback C Wrestling? What did you think about how it was? I loved it. I thought I think nostalgia always wins. We know why they did it. You know, it was a Fox thing that they wanted them to do it. And I think just going back through time and just looking through things like the Eddie Guerrero moment, for example, just stuff you don't see every day and just kindle those memories it's always fun it was a fun time botch guy what'd you think about it i thought it was a good show i i quite enjoyed it all the way from the beginning to the end um i was surprised they didn't have any more like big massive legend returns but i guess that's a good thing man because we've seen so many shows that had like bring back legends and those shows usually actually aren't that good to be completely honest i like kind of the memories that they showed through through the trailers and i thought it was a, a very balanced show I, I thought it was a pretty fun pretty fun event to watch for sure you just said that there was no legends that returned. How about Teddy Long, <laughs> the player? <laughs> I loved holla, it. Holla, holla. I loved it. I marked out so hard for him. <laughs> it was like my childhood coming right back on the screen. It was it was an awesome time. But I guess that that should transition here to the very first thing that happened over on SmackDown: Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, a WrestleMania rematch. It, it was really good. Cesaro had to defeat Seth Rollins to become the number one contender for the Universal Championship. But see, wrestling, what's your takes on this match? What did you like from it? Let me know. I, I liked it. I loved the match at Mania, and I loved the match on SmackDown. These two have got great chemistry. And the fact they're pushing Cesaro is just gold. Absolute gold. Do you think he has a chance at winning that Universal title? Uh, do you know what? Yeah, I do. Mm, Bochka, what do you think about that? I think there's no chance he wins that title, um, to be completely honest. I, I know I'm a big fan of like creating new stars. Like they did it with Drew McIntyre, it really helped. But Roman Reigns is just, he is so good right now. And uh, he just got a new theme and it sounds like a final boss theme. And so I feel like it would be a little bit of a disservice to him uh, to, to kind of give him, lose that title right now. I feel like it's too hot of a program right now and he's he's he is so good right now like guys in chat like how good 
is Roman Reigns right now, honestly. Thumbs so up, thumbs down, fist emoji, your guys' thoughts here in the live chat. But yeah, Roman Reigns, incredible. That new theme song, I guess that's one thing we can really talk about right now. We'll jump ahead to it. Uh, the new theme song for Roman Reigns, it was so good. It hit the mark, and it actually had, for people who did not notice, it had a little bit of his old theme song, the Shield vibe with it, mixed in with, obviously, the new rendition of the theme song. So it was an excellent, excellent take on it. And just, like, also the image of him coming out, like the big dog, whatever they want to say, the head of the table, just a really cool... Cool way to present Roman Reigns right now. I'm a big fan of it. But in that match, uh, Cesaro did defeat Seth Rollins, and Cesaro is the number one contender for the Universal Championship. So he's going to get a shot at that title this Sunday at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, the next match that we had over on SmackDown, Carmella defeating Ruby Riot. What do you guys think about that one? What do you think about Carmella, see wrestling? I like her. It's all right. Um, I'm just pleased it wasn't Liv that she beat. A bit biased. Yeah, I live biased over there a little bit. Just just a little bit, see wrestling, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to dig into you too much. But, Botch Guy, what do you think about Carmella? Was this the right call here? Well, I, I think Carmella is just a character uh, just itself. I think she's improved immensely over the years now. And since she came to with this new gimmick, I, I originally thought it was kind of a ridiculous gimmick. But she's really made it into her own. I think I think she's been doing a very good job. I still kind of crack up during the entrance because I always feel like she's facing the other direction when she has her entrance. <laughs> yeah. but, but for some reason, when it pops up, she's staring. I was like, oh, okay. And You're right. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm actually, be guys, I'm, I think I'm becoming a Carmella fan, like a legitimate Carmella fan. I, I'm quite enjoying her recently. Yeah, hop on board, botch guy. Hop on the sip train over here. <laughs> Carmella, money, money. <laughs> Y'all, dude, you love to see it. You love to see it. How about the people here in the live chat? Are you guys Carmella fans? Yes or no? Uh, we want to hear from you. But then the next thing that happened over on SmackDown is... The SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair and Bayley, got into a little bit of a brawl. So, obviously, this is continuing their feud moving forward. Overall thoughts on the feud, Botch Guy? Uh, sorry. <laughs> I was staring. If you guys look at my camera right now and you look at the right there, I'm staring at Botchy <laughs> staring through the camera. Like, do you guys see him? It's like, I didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> I'll be honest. All right, see, wrestling, let's skip botch guy then. Let's go to you. How about you? What do you think about this whole feud between Bianca Belair and Bailey? I like it. I think it's a, I think it's like a, a run up the ladder for Bianca. You know, she's beat Sasha. Now she's going to beat Bailey. They're basically proving her dominance, and I'm fine with that. They're making a new star. Yeah. Good. I love to see it. Love to see it. And, and Bailey's been incredible over on SmackDown as well. That just her being in this feud has elevated Bianca Belair. It's a perfect next step feud after Sasha Banks. Botch guy, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I don't think I need to add any more to it. I, I pretty much agree exactly what C Wrestling said. Spot on. Beautiful. All right, we got Dominic Mysterio defeating Dolph Ziggler. Uh, this was actually supposed to be Rey Mysterio versus Dolph, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, guys? Yeah. Yeah, so that one, that one changed right at the last moment. Then uh, Dominic standing up for his father and wants to prove himself. So what do you think about Dom and Ray as a tag team? See uh, wrestling? I think it's okay. I just hope it ends with them sort of breaking up and Dominic taking out his dad. Oh, interesting. Okay, so let, let's dive into that a little bit there. Ooh. So you're, you're suspecting a potential heel turn for Dominic. Uh, any, anything that leads you to believe that? Uh, they trademarked the name Prince Mysterio. And I, spoilers. I, 
I, I love Ooh. the idea of him sort of taking the mask off Ray and putting it on himself. You know, just not not even just oh, getting that's himself. So good. Yeah. Bow down to the master theorist over here. Whoa. That's, that's why he's the theory god, baby. I want that now. If that doesn't happen, WWE needs to hire you as a writer. That's so good. <laughs> It's That's... just the best way to write Ray off the TV for good. And, you know, you set up Dominic to basically be Prince Mysterio. Perfect. Oh, my God. I actually love that. That is the best storyline that I've heard in ever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just love that. Um, I love that you're on the train, though, for Dominic as a heel as well. I thought back in the day he was going to uh, align himself with Seth Rollins and join as a disciple, but that obviously didn't end up happening. And that's a much better way to make him a more effective character long-term. I like that. Uh, Botch guy, you like that as well? And if you, if you guys don't know theory, God over there, see wrestling, you better subscribe to that guy because there's no one that comes up with theories better than him. Like seriously, he is that good. And honestly, he's a super cool cat as well, just like obviously Con Man over here. And he did pay me to say look, that, by the way. Look at Botch know. Guy putting me over on my own channel. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all, I, yeah, absolutely drop that sub, though, guys. Like, like C, C Wrestling, this guy is super, super chill, man. And I know a lot of people, his, his channel's blowing up. Like, I, I, actually, it's, it's really nice to see every channel in here. Like, we're all together. We're all kind of blowing up at the same time, which is which is kind of nice to see, right? The wrestling community getting together. You'd love to see it. And it's been a natural uh, development of this friendship between the three of us. And I'm just glad that we're able to go live here and talk together, you know? Really, really excited <laughs> to, to be live with you guys. Um, but if you would like to, the people in the live chat, you can click on their links down in the description below and head on over to their channels and drop that subscription. Uh, we had Tamina defeating Reginald by disqualification on SmackDown. Uh, intergender match, we've been seeing Reginald compete in a few more intergender matches what's your guys overall thoughts start with c wrestling yeah it's okay um something different I, I just hope they do something different eventually don't keep doing the same thing where he just does flips and you know everything that gets boring after a while we've seen that already yeah. i don't mind them doing it occasionally but change it up a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, like, because Reginald's obviously a unique talent. He he can flip around, like you were just saying. But we haven't seen too much else from him. Uh, if you were trying to get into the next step of his character, Botch Guy, any ideas for how you would progress Reginald forward? I, I will say this: C Wrestling should trademark the saying. Yeah, it's okay. He said it like six times already. <laughs> so far, yeah, it's okay. T-shirt, T-shirt. Um. <laughs> Reginald's an interesting cat, right? Because like he obviously has talent. You've you've seen enough talent from him. I know he does a lot of the flippy stuff, like Young Buck style. But like I I will say this: I want to see him in a legitimate match and a legitimate feud with a legitimate competitor and see if this is just kind of you know spot fest or does mm -hmm. he have some technical ability towards his game? That's what I would love to see. Um, and I'm I'm really curious, Con, if I may ask you. I'm curious, do you think he has a future as a singles competitor or maybe even a tag team competitor in the future if they give him a legitimate shot? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's got all the talent in the world. I just haven't really seen too much of a match from him. He's just, he kind of flips around like C Wrestling was saying, and we need to see a little bit more that way. If he can actually truly sell, if he can 
uh, put together a story, you know, for like 15 minutes or something like that. I'd actually like to see him get a run over on 205 Live once his run on either Raw or SmackDown with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler is done. I think that would be a good way to introduce him and then maybe get him going up against Kushida down in NXT for the NXT Cruiserweight title. I think that would be a cool way to progress his career forward if they want to keep the title on Kushida for a while. But yeah, I, I think he's got all the talent in the world. But that is Reginald that we were talking there. Right after that happened, uh, there was actually a beatdown, though, from uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax on Tamina and Natalia. Uh, do you guys like this feud with Tamina and Natalia versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax? See wrestling? No, it should be the Riot Squad. I agree. I absolutely agree. Botch guy? I... Uh... Nia Jax and Shayna, ba- I, I want to, I want Shayna Baszler to turn on Nia Jax like ten years ago. Like, um, I just, I don't like seeing them together. I, I like the idea when it first started. I thought it was kind of a cute idea, but I'm just, I just can't, I can't handle them together anymore. And I just wanted to split up. And I know, you know, you, you mentioned Riot Squad and stuff like that. I, I do agree with that. It would be nice to see. Um, but like at the same time, I think the bigger problem is just having these two. To, I guess dominant uh, females is not being that entertaining to be completely mm-hmm. honest and uh, it has nothing to do with Nia Jax and her you know issues with her botches and what she's saying I just feel like they're not like it, I'm not getting entertainment from watching them it's WWE entertainment right like I'm not entertained anymore and I don't know maybe I'm in the minority in this no, I don't think you are. I think a lot of people are getting bored of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And it's not just because of their characters that they're heels and they're just dominant people. It's because they're being posted across the shows, like all the shows. It seems like they were on NXT not too long ago. They're always on SmackDown and Raw. And it can just get a little much at times. Now, I must say, I got to give credit where credit is due because WWE at least is putting the tag team women's tag team champions out there. They're They're trying to make something of the titles and they're not just throwing away for no reason but it, at sometimes it comes at the expense of like you know the raw women's champion or the smackdown women's champion and that right there is the biggest problem i think with nia jackson Shayna baszler's run would you guys agree with that yeah 100 percent. cool all right so let's continue on here we got ourselves king corbin uh apollo cruz sammy Zayn, otis and chad gable uh, going up against, I don't have their names, so the other five. <laughs> but it was a bunch of faces, a bunch of heels, uh, and it was that team that I mentioned there with Corbin, Cruz, Zane, Otis, and Gable winning the 10-man tag, tag team match. This was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, not much to say about it, but a lot of characters in there. They all got their stuff in uh, pretty solid. Either of you got anything to say? Yeah, I don't know why they had King Corbin win it. Okay. All right. He's the only on that? one in that entire match that isn't in a feud. It makes no sense. That's true. That is true. Do you think it's to try to present Corbin as a, a strong force still, even though he doesn't have a feud going on? Could be. Could be. Watch guy? I, I wouldn't mind seeing him go back. I don't know, go back to the lone wolf gimmick, but at least transition out of the whole King Corbin gimmick. It's it's mm-hmm. it's wearing on me already. Uh, there's a lot of little things that are wearing on me. I feel like could be better if they transition because at the end of the day, like, the end of the day it's 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 important to kind of read the mindset of fans of wrestling fans and baron corbin i know he's never been a, a fan favorite but people always respected his heel work right like i, I don't mm-hmm. i don't know anybody that doesn't like says like he's not a good heel like he is a good heel he he, do, he knows the mannerisms and he has a good move set the problem is a lot of people thought him he's kind of boring 
And with this King Corbin gimmick now, I think he's even more boring. And I, I kind of want him to go back to be less boring <laughs> or maybe come up with something different. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. It's just, it's always been kind of the problem with Corbin, but he is underrated as a heel, like as a mm-hmm. as legitimate heel he is. Absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, see wrestling, anything to add on to that? No, no, that's when you covered everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's Baron Corbin, excellent heel, but need to find something more entertaining for him. I, I think the guy could be money in a faction, you know, like find a way to create a cool faction with Corbin in some way. I think he would be money in there. Uh, but then the last thing that we really have to talk about tonight, which we have not mentioned at all yet, I glossed over it at the very start, Jimmy Uso returning on SmackDown. Uh, that was awesome. It was great to see Jimmy Uso. And then, of course, uh, Jimmy and Jay the whole... Are they going to be a tag team again? Take it away, C-Wrestling. What do you think about Jimmy Uso coming back into the storyline? That's exactly why I think Cesaro has a chance to win the Universal title. Ooh. I think it's possible Jimmy does something and distracts Roman or something and start that split. Now, I don't know whether they'll give Cesaro the belt, but there's a chance. And I think for that chance, that's what's investing me in Backlash, you know? Because it's not just as straightforward as, Roman's going to kill a guy, and that's it. It's simply... WrestleMania backlash, okay? WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, that's exactly why. And I think it's brilliant they brought him back when they did, and the way they did it was perfect. Doing it throughout the night, building up the story, brilliant. It was excellent. And and they're also reintroducing one of the best damn tag teams in the world in the Usos. And they did a wonderful way of trying to get back to that. And I mean, we're not even sure if that's going to be the way they go, right? Of course, he did come in and save his brother at the end. But is there more issues between the Usos? We'll find out in the coming weeks. Uh, but overall, that was a really fun episode of SmackDown. Uh, I, I think that the, the throwback stuff was slightly just thrown in right there wasn't really anything more to it other than a couple yeah ratings boosters uh it really wasn't anything more than that but overall i thought it was a fairly fun show um and i think you guys both enjoyed it overall right yes i i have a comment to make on the jimmy uso okay storyline uh i'm raising my hand like i'm being polite let's see (laughs) um uh, honestly uh i i feel like c wrestling has the right point if they're if they are going to do a turn here or sorry um a cesaro win at wrestlemania backlash stupidest name um i i will i will say this like if it's gonna happen it's gonna be the both jimmy and jay teaming up turning on roman reigns and i maybe even something i know this is i know this sounds really ridiculous but Maybe even Paul Heyman turning on Reigns too somehow, and having him manage uh, the Usos would be kind of fun. That'd be a, um, a different thing, yeah. Something different because again, you don't need Paul Heyman with Roman anymore. He's just so, in my opinion, I I think he's like it doesn't help hurt that he has him, but I feel like he would be fine without him as well. I'm really uh, that, sorry to jump in there, but no, go no. ahead, go ahead, no, continue. No, no, that that being said, I just he's Roman Reigns is like it. Like, he is the pinnacle of wrestling right now. I haven't felt this way towards a wrestler where I feel like he should not lose, honestly, since kind of like, like even like Brock Lesnar when he was dominating everybody back in the day. Like, yeah. I feel like this is a guy that if he is going to lose, if you're going to have Roman Reigns lose, I mean, lose the title. You can lose a match, DQ, whatever. But I mean, lose the title. I feel like it has to be done at wrestlemania i feel like this is Mm -hmm. this is a guy or at least a massive pay-per-view like a royal Mm -hmm. rumble 
or something. SummerSlam. Something big, yeah. SummerSlam. Like it, it cannot be WrestleMania backlash, right? I, I don't feel like that's the right place for it. Now you have to think about the wrinkle that a lot of people are thinking about. Probably not going to happen, but does The Rock have any sort of storyline in this in the future? Because, you know, when the fans do come back, WrestleMania next year, I think there's just such an the easiest when, story in history. When is WrestleMania Hollywood again? Is that this upcoming or is it the next one? Oh, my God. Do we it, know? Is it, is it the um, next one? I think it's the one after, isn't it? Okay, so this, this year coming up, is it Texas? And then it goes to... Uh, Hollywood 2023 is WrestleMania Hollywood. Okay, so the next one. So not the upcoming oh. one, the one after. It's too bad because if it was WrestleMania Hollywood coming Ooh. up, that I would say keep the title on Reigns all the way till that. Yeah. Um, and then you do Rock versus Roman at Mania. Um, that would be incredible. <laughs> like, Dallas, Dallas <laughs> is next. Have Stone Cold come back. Oh, Stone Jesus. Cold. <laughs> don't he don't don't him. tempt us, Bodge guy. <laughs> he's gonna walk to the ring like this and like hurt his hurt his neck again because just from walking to the <laughs> ring, he's so old now. But you know, I'm a big fan of Stone Cold, but I I don't think he should ever wrestle. I don't know why I just mentioned that. Just press the All good. <laughs> All good. I, I want to touch on something that you brought up as well, Bodge guy. You mentioned something about like Roman Reigns potentially turning on Paul Heyman or them splitting up or Paul Heyman turning on Roman. I really do like the idea of down the line, Roman basically pushing Paul to the side, basically getting so arrogant, so over the top in his own head saying, I don't even need you anymore and pushing him to the side at that point. And then who knows, maybe that leads to Paul Heyman aligning with somebody brand new, maybe going to the tag team division with the Usos, like you said, something like that. Uh, but I think that would be a really unique thing to see in the future. Um, but yeah, that pretty much covers SmackDown. Any more thoughts on SmackDown before we move on? Nope. I, you know what? I, I just thought like, if you have Jimmy and Jay turn on Roman and you have, like, you don't have to have Paul Heyman involved in, in that turn on Smack on that pay-per-view, but on the, the next SmackDown, then you, you do a storyline around Paul Heyman, you know, trying to figure it out with Roman and then have him at the end of SmackDown turn on Roman Reigns somehow and then it's just like can you like that would that would be a legitimate storyline that would continue on uh with those three guys and you would have credibility towards the Usos because you have Paul Heyman I know they already have credibility but you would add a hell of a lot more if you throw Paul Heyman into the mix and remember Paul Heyman can be like you know what? I was never a Roman yeah. Reigns guy <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. I'm a Brock Lesnar guy or something. Or you know what I mean? And then it just, that would be fun, man. Well, but I, I need to know, see wrestling, you're the theory god. Does this pass the the theory test? Yeah, 100%. I, I think if they're going to have Heyman split with Roman, you've got to do the story that Roman, basically the self-destruction of Roman Reigns. You have him, yes. as Tom Man said, get so cocky to the point where he disregards Paul Heyman and Heyman just says, fine, I've now got someone else to take you yeah. out and trade him in, basically, you know? Establish a new star in the process. Oh, dude, that's, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, 100%. But I want to actually, before moving on to Raw here, I, I do want to float one last thing. Paul Heyman and Cesaro do have history together. Do you think there's anything there? Ooh. That's right. They do have history. And and it, Paul did say, um, God, when was it? 
think it was like a, a month ago he he did mention that cesaro like he, he didn't mention the fact that they're together is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. like back in, uh, about a month ago and they said he didn't have it or something and maybe if he beats like kind of turns on reigns he can be like you have it now was this like, on talking smack is that i that was? i think i think so I, it is a while back probably about a month ago mm-hmm. um now nah, it was good though i remember listening to it maybe See? any thoughts on that one i I don't know. It's not something they've hinted at on SmackDown, so I'd say no, because usually you get like the seeds planted. Right. But I don't know. It's anything's possible. It's, it's WWE. WWE. <laughs> yeah. WWE had a person marry a hand. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So we had ourselves a wonderful chat there with with SmackDown. I hate to somewhat bring down the mood by mentioning the red brand, but. We're going to transition to Monday Night Raw now. Um, uh, such a step down, isn't it, compared to SmackDown? Uh, who you want to ask first? Let's, let's uh, go with Botch Guy. I know you've made a video recently. Uh, I feel like Monday Night Raw has a magnitude of problems. And you, you know me, I don't like talking too negatively just in general. I want to try to keep a good positive vibe. But, like, come on, like. Monday Night Raw, it's three hours long, which is the obvious one right off the bat. Now, I understand that having a three-hour show means that more wrestlers get money because that means they're on TV. And that's always nice. I want the wrestlers to get paid because that helps out their families and stuff like that. So that's a huge positive for that. But maintaining three hours on a show is tricky. It's not an excuse, but at the same time, like it's it's not easy to do. And, And I think it really kind of like drags on. And uh, some people said, like, maybe it's talent-related. I don't think it is. No. I don't think it's talent-related. Uh, some people said, well, maybe it has something to do with the way they do produce Monday Night Raw over SmackDown. It's more, like, uh, kind of boring, I guess. Like, the more it's more static. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I always said this. Uh, if you watch SmackDown and you watch Monday Night Raw, you will notice a difference. And uh, the biggest difference you will notice is Monday Night Raw – you have promo, match, backstage promo, match, backstage promo, match, backstage promo. I, I want you guys to watch next week's Monday Night Raw. And I'm telling you, promo, match, uh, backstage promo, into a back and forth. It's over so and over. formulaic. It really is. It's the same yep. thing every single week. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the same thing. They need to mix it up. And if you watch SmackDown, it doesn't do that. And maybe that's because SmackDown is two hours. Yep. And they have to throw more important you know, uh, storyline pieces to do that. But it's just the same thing every single week. So I, I think they can salvage it. But at the same time, there's no excuse because this is a multi-billion-dollar what company, yeah. right? Yeah, You're no telling excuse. me you can't find writers that can write, you know, and I know it's hard. Don't, don't get me wrong. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but you are a multi-billion dollar company. You could have one guy working on this part, this part, this part, this part, and find people that you really, that are good, that you can trust, Maybe take some of the, even the NXT guys, yeah. help them out, and 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 fill a show that seems to be um, more entertaining. Well, you, you nailed it right on the head there. Like you could, you've got all the talent in the world to choose from with this multi-billion-dollar corporation here, and the, I believe they've got like forty writers for Monday Night Raw. Like the problem is though is that when you have that many writers, it doesn't matter. It it literally doesn't matter how many writers you have if you still got one person at the very top who is making every decision and saying yes or no on every decision. And it's, it's, I don't want to blame Vince completely because the guy produces three wrestling shows a week in Mm -hmm. some way, you know, with NXT. I I know he's not completely involved with it, but it's still his show. It's a lot of content to get through every single week. But 
like you said, botch guy, there's no excuse. There's really no excuse anymore. I I just feel like it's salvageable. I, I don't feel like this is the end of the planet for Monday Night Raw, but I feel like they could do something more creative on a weekly basis and do something different. And they choose not to. Maybe, maybe it's, I don't know, written in their contracts or something that they have to do it a specific way with the TV deals or something. I don't know. Uh, because I, I am a huge wrestling fan. I want to be uh, entertained and I want to be supportive. And and I am like 99% of the time. But with this, what's happening with Monday Night Raw right now, it's just, it's not, like not all the all the product. Obviously there's some great stuff. Like, like RK Bro, for example, thought that was creative. I thought that's a good yep. job. Um, but I feel like overall, uh, it's definitely the worst of the two of the two shows. Uh, I think that's pretty fair to say. It's it's very fair to say. See wrestling. I, I know you're obviously a big fan of uh, Alexa Bliss and The Fiend and all the stuff that's going on with that. And, and we are going to yeah. transition into that. But I, I want to hear from somebody who is completely into that stuff. I enjoy it, but like you're really, really into it. And, and does that make Raw more enjoyable for you? Or are you just finding you're sitting around waiting for these segments to come around? Uh, sometimes a bit of both. Like I, I, I sort of see Raw and I sort of think this is what SmackDown used to be. We used to look at SmackDown as the B show and yep. now it's on Fox. Now it's generating more money. Now SmackDown's the A show, Raw's now the B show. I think we've just seen the switch and we're not used to it. Um, I do think they've got things in place to help Raw. They're sort of bringing people in like new superstars, new management team, new creative teams. And I think that will help long term. Yeah, you're right. Being a Fiend fan and stuff, you are you are sitting around just waiting for Fiend or Alexa or the Funhouse or whatever it might be. And it does get a little bit boring when you're watching the same match every week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when you're just kind of sitting around, like, like it's a good thing that you're obviously waiting for that character to come around. But, like, it shouldn't be the only thing that is getting you to tune in, right? It, it, there's got to be some other hooks across the board, especially with a three-hour show. And I, I think when Guy brought it up that SmackDown just is a much better show, it is because of the two hours. The pacing is there. Um, it, not everything feels exactly the same week in and week out. And you think that a three-hour show would have more wiggle room, right? They would be willing to try more things. It, you look down in NXT and you look at the stuff they are doing with Cameron Grimes and you just kind of wonder, like, where is that on the main roster? Those type of segments. We, The last time we saw anything similar to that, I want to say, was Street Profits versus Viking Raiders when they did those weird, like, bowling and sport type yeah. of segments. And that was entertaining. Like, you know, sure, it was, it was weird at the time. You're watching and you're like, what am I watching? But then you watch it back later and you're like, okay, that was incredibly entertaining. Uh, there, there's definitely things they can do on Raw to make the show feel better across the board. And they got the characters. They just got to think outside of the box. Let, let me let me say this. J sorry, see, um, okay. it's a quick little comment, and this is for you as well. Jinder Mahal's return, right? Like, I, I am a fan of Jinder Mahal. I want him to be successful. But you threw his return. Like, it was just like, he's back. Little backstage, yeah. like a yeah. little little thing. Like there is no storyline attached to it. Like, why wouldn't you have a return of Jinder Mahal? I know they're probably still gonna do this on the pay-per-view, have him attack Drew McIntyre or whatever. And that's the rumors, I guess people are saying. Who knows? Might, mm -hmm. might happen, might not, right? But like if you're gonna have Jinder Mahal Mahal return and making him a credible return, why do you just have him pop up in the backstage thing and then have him a random match that he squashes someone? That's boring. That's not good writing. That's very boring writing. You could 
create storylines for these wrestlers and then have them have legitimate, like not just storylines for a week. I'm talking about storylines for a couple months and have a progression for him and not just have them pop up out of nowhere. Because if he's if his big return was him attacking Drew McIntyre at a pay-per-view with yeah. these two people that no one knew. I know they were doing stuff on a uh, oh, main event or uh, I think it was main event. Yep. And they're kind of thing. But that's fine. Like not a lot of people don't watch that. So it's it would still be a surprise. And you have uh, Jinder Mahal come back and have a big impact, right? At least then it's more of a credible impact because it, you have the obvious storyline with 3MB there and you, you just have a nice beautiful storyline for Jinder Mahal and without anybody seeing you get more of a bit of a pop more of like a I'm interested more now with Jinder Mahal now if Jinder Mahal attacks Drew it's like oh well we knew we kind of know what's gonna happen he showed up already on Monday Night Raw so it, it lessens the impact I, that's where I feel like where the writing it just it drives me bonkers sometimes because like, don't just bring someone back. Bring him back Have with a meaning for for yeah. him. Couldn't agree more there, Botch guy. Bring him back with a meaning. There, that's, so, yeah. See, wrestling. Why, what do you why, think there? Why bring him back against Jeff Hardy, who they was also bringing back? Because all the fanfare and hype was for Jeff Hardy, not for Jinder Mahal. And the second you had Jeff Hardy lose, people were like, "Oh yeah, great, thanks." Yeah. And they're more worried about Jeff Hardy losing than Jinder Mahal yeah. winning. Yep. And you just ruin both of them. Yeah. It's it's I hate to use the term dead on arrival, even though like I like you said, Botch guy, you're a fan of him. I'm a fan of Jinder Mahal as well. I hate to use the term dead on arrival, but that couldn't have been any more bland of a debut of a faction. Like I was saying on the live stream, even something as simple as Jeff Hardy scoring a surprise roll up over Jinder Mahal and then have the two big guys come in the ring and beat down Jeff Hardy. Credibility on Jeff Hardy. He gets the win over Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal gets the heat on him from the guys beating up Jeff Hardy. It's booking 101 and they just went with just the most bland option possible. Jeff Hardy losing clean to... Uh, Jinder Mahal, you know, there was really nothing there. See, uh, sorry, Khan, they called him the modern day Maharaja. It's the same character. The same. Exact same. Nothing's yeah. different. They just added two people attached to him. And they just, it, like, he could have came back with a new entrance theme, a new graphics, new uh, style, new uh, everything. Uh, and then his, instead of the modern day Maharaja, call him, they like, call him like the, the pastime uh, premiere. I don't know. Like, whatever. Like, pastime premiere. I don't know. Just think of something different. Have Gender, the pastime past premiere, Mahal. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Just but think of something more creative than, you know, the same gimmick. Everything's Please bad. think of something more creative than pastime premiere as well. <laughs> hashtag, oh. hashtag past. I think this is a good time to plug my Twitter, actually. Get her, get her. So if, if you guys don't know, um, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter now. Uh, I actually just dropped the link in chat. Um, if you guys want to support me, like I'm, I would really appreciate if you guys all go over there and follow me on Twitter. And and maybe drop a hashtag premiere. What was it? Pastime premiere. Pastime pro hashtag pastime premiere over there. Okay. Oh. Uh, because uh, that 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 would be nice of you guys. And uh, I I gotta thank uh, Mr. C Wrestling here and uh, Con Man. Uh, they're kind of like my muscle, my backup here on Twitter. Um, because I know how crazy it could be over there, and I I, I do get a lot of anxiety and stress when it comes to going into the social media world a little bit more. So uh, the fact that they've been so supportive with me so far, uh, 
I'm very thankful towards them. So thank you so much, uh, Con Man and, and C Wrestling for all the support, buddy. Hashtag pastime right. premiere. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag it's, I guess I guess as we mentioned, it's uh, botch underscore guy. Yeah, so botch underscore botch guy man. there on Twitter and C Wrestling. Uh, do you have a, something you would like to plug your Twitter right now? Yeah, you can plug my Twitter uh, at C Wrestling UK. Just follow me if you want to. Beautiful. Pastime <laughs> cool. hashtag C Wrestling Premiere. And we'll okay, definitely so get around go, to your guys. Go to C Wrestling. And we'll, then Con Man too. Yeah. Con, Con Man167. Yeah. Follow me yeah, on Twitter. Con there we go. Follow Con Man as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get around to some videos because these guys got some exciting content coming out for you guys over on their channels. Once again, make sure you drop the subscription on their channels as well. But back over to Monday Night Raw. So the match that we started off with was Oscar, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke defeating Charlotte Flair, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler with a very weird finish uh we saw alexa bliss come out in the middle of the match her swinging chair with lily by her side see wrestling did lily do that to Shayna baszler i have no i i actually genuinely thought we'd get an alexa's playground during raw to explain what happened i expected her to sort of be on the swing and to sort of say did you see what happened to Shayna?" you know nothing and when we get nothing it's like oh it does leave you wanting that more. And I, I like the fact they leave things unanswered in this story, but things like that need to be explained. Yes. Because next week, a lot of people won't remember how that match finished. Mm -hmm. So you lose a lot of fans from just doing that simple thing and not answering it on Raw that very week. And that's why I thought it was the starting match. I don't know. Uh, hey, you know what? That's that's a great point right there. You don't want to You don't want to leave questions unanswered when they're not major talking points you you want to answer them in the show right you, people are sitting there for three hours you need to deliver some sort of answers and that would have been a wonderful one to have answered that it was uh lily who made her do that or lily that did that or, or whatever um i know we're bringing magic into the world of wrestling we have been doing a little bit more magic with the fiend storyline and and all that um do you guys like the direction with the magic uh let's start with botch guy Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm always okay with supernatural stuff going on in wrestling. I've always been a fan of the supernatural stuff. That's why maybe that's one of the reasons Undertaker was so popular is they he did a lot of uh, supernatural stuff and the Fiend. Why the Fiend was so popular and and I still think he is popular. People, some people are upset on what they've been doing with him recently, and some people are not. And and I I, I feel like the magic actually does bring out uh, something kind of enjoyable. Now, uh, with the whole Alexa Bliss, the Fiend storyline, my God, we could talk about this for for hours on what they're doing doing here. But at, at the end of the day, I I feel it's important that you need to elevate uh, Alexa Bliss, you need to elevate the Fiend, you need to elevate elevate the people that they're you know going to be going against as well. And I think it's very tricky writing, and that's why I really think C Wrestling, uh, like who's the god of of this type of content, like the Fiend and stuff like that. I'm really curious the God. He, what the fiend God. I'm really curious what he thinks. Um, you know, maybe not too detailed because it'll be like an hour <laughs> speech, but I'm, I'm really curious what, what, what he thinks, you know, what, what, what's Alexa bliss going to do now moving forward? Like uh, her, you know, she has the super saiyan gimmick, right? Like I'm, that's kind of like, I think it's a little too overpowered if she goes and uses that against the divas because or the women's division. I just, I don't know. I, I'm curious. See resting. What, what do you think? Uh, what's next for Alexa bliss here? I, I think you're going to see her very much mirror The Fiend and the way The Fiend sort of debuted and just basically run roughshod over everyone. Um, yeah, there'll be times when she loses. It's wrestling. And that's the beauty of the story. And it's all about the story, not the matches, not the championships, 
not the wins, not the losses, the story. And I, I think there's a place for this magic stuff in wrestling. We get so many different elements to wrestling. You get the sports side with the actual wrestling, and then you get the comedy with people like our truth. You get the romance angles. You get you if you get a genre of something, it's in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And horror is just as big as anything else. And that's what I always try to say to people is if you don't enjoy something like that, it's fine because usually it's on screen for about five minutes in a three hour show. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can enjoy hopefully the rest of the raw and just not that element of it. And it's such a, for me as a horror fan and you know, the sci-fi supernatural stuff, it's so refreshing to see something done so well. And it is almost like you're watching a movie by if you go back and watch like the original Funhouses, it's like watching a movie, mm-hmm. watching a story develop from the start to the middle and the end. And it's perfect. It's really been an amazing thing to see develop. Uh, one of the most captivating things WWE has done. You know, we can't deny that. We've talked about it for, what, since SummerSlam 2019, right? They, this story's been going on. So it, it's cool to see that WWE is trying something outside of the box. We had been begging for that for a while. This is about as out of the box as you can get. <laughs> like, it's it's very, very different. And I, I like it because it is different. Um, I, I'm going to go just a slight different way here. I do like magic as long as it, it it feels like it makes sense to me when I was watching that. I didn't like that I was asking the question, did Shayna Baszler get hurt? Is this a worked injury? And it, my mind didn't even go to Lily and Alexa Bliss until people were speaking about it on Twitter afterwards. So if yeah. they're going to go into that direction, I, I'd like, like you said, maybe Alexa's playground later on in the show explaining that she did something. It was one of those unanswered questions that I wasn't a fan of, but I'm still a fan of the fact that we are seeing supernatural elements in wrestling. Again, uh, Undertaker is one of the biggest stars of all time for a reason. Right, I, I think that people enjoy it. They just want to crap on it because they got nothing else better to do right now. I I always say, look, whether you like it, whether you hate it, no matter who your favorite content creator, news reporter, whatever it might be, they're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. And if you're liking something or hating something, I can tell you Vincent Mann's rubbing his back pocket mm-hmm. because that wallet's bulging. Dude, great point. Great what, point. Which, quickly mentioned... Uh... Alistair Black, right? What, what's yeah. going to happen there? Like, well, yeah, uh, take it away, Mister Theory Man. What do you think, Theory God? Uh, what, what do you got? I, I that that one's blown my mind because I didn't see that coming at all. I love this element of the uh, Dark Father and what's he going to be, and is it going to be a physical representation of someone? No idea at all. Um, if you're a I, betting I've man, got... w- would you say it's going to be a physical representation of someone? Yes. Cool. Uh, I'm really hoping they have Undertaker just sort of give him the nod. Just to sort of say, I'm passing the torch to you. That's the kind of of thing I really... Not a match, nothing like that. Just simply have him appear in the background in that crypt and have him just put his hand on his shoulder and just say, it's yours now. Just that one moment, you've solidified Alistair Black. And why not? You're not going to use Undertaker anymore. So why not? Oh, I love it. Botch guy, I see your hand going side to side. What you thinking there, Botch guy? <laughs> uh, uh, see wrestling. You know I love you, man. You know I love you. Um, I, I, I don't think Alistair Black is established enough to get a rub from Undertaker quite yet. Uh, I want to see him have more supernatural stuff and get really established as a 
legitimate threat, like a legitimate, like, oh my God, who is this demonic? And then potentially do the rub with uh, Undertaker and the Crypter thing. I just want to, I, I feel like maybe it's too soon to do that with him. I know it'll give him instant credibility, mm -hmm. but I feel like you need to establish someone a little bit first. I think it's maybe too premature. What do you think, Steve? I, I disagree, only because of the story. The story is that he's learned everything from the Dark Father. If you're introducing Alistair or reintroducing Alistair Black and you're telling the fans that he's now learned everything from The Undertaker, boom. I'm I'm right like, there with you, See, That's uh, an amazing yeah. story. Let, let me say this, uh, See, If that's the case, I feel like the book that he should have been reading would be called, I don't know, The Crypt of The Undertaker. But or then he's something, something, no, but... No, you don't have to. That's not given away. At least you can still, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I like the idea of Undertaker being, what, what's it called? The Father? What, what is it again? Dark, the Dark Father. The Dark Father, yeah. I like the idea of that because that fits right in with his entire career as well. Like, mm -hmm. if they're going in that direction there with Undertaker and Aleister Black, instant credibility. And, you know, we've already seen that using Sting over in the other company. Uh, it, it can build up credibility of a superstar and actually eventually a superstar can overtake that person because they become a bigger star as a result. I I like that combination idea That's a of good Undertaker pull question. and Black. What's that? It's a good poll question. Good poll question. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe yeah, we can word it like, um, should Alistair Black be, uh, I don't know, uh, hinted or I don't know, what's what, like teased? with the undertaker i don't know like how, should how alistair black be partnered with the undertaker here let's ask no. people he here in the live chat let's let's just do it that way thumbs up thumbs down fist emoji to the idea of undertaker being partnered in some way shape or form or giving the passing the torch to alistair black what do you guys think of oh the live should, chat? there you go that, uh, should alistair black or should the undertaker pass the torch to alistair black there we go cool thumbs up thumbs down fist emoji in the live chat uh but let's get back here to monday night raw again with uh, RK Bro and the New Day defeating AJ Styles, Omos, Elias, and Jackson Riker in an eight-man tag team match. I personally, guys, I did not think that this match was very smooth. I thought that with the amount of talent that was in there, this should have been a lot better of a matchup. The ending was really cool, obviously, with Randy Orton hitting the RKO on Kofi Kingston, his longtime rival, and Xavier Woods. But what did you think about the actual whole match here? See wrestling? Hated it. Like, just exactly like you said. I don't understand how you can continually use Elias like he's just nothing. I think the guy's got so much talent yep. and you just don't do anything with him. I, this whole rotten tomato storyline, it's just boring. It's really <laughs> well, just boring. Botch guy, you like the rotten tomatoes, right? <laughs> the, 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 they're not even rotten tomatoes. They're perfectly <laughs> fresh tomatoes. Did you guys not notice this? They're pre-sliced. Did you, you saw my did you catch that that yes. doesn't exist anymore <laughs> I did. yeah it's it's gone it's gone so my, my last one but uh but uh, i'll say this uh i like that i like the throwing of the tomato the original one like when they were in the ring i thought it was kind of funny uh to be honest i i thought it was funny but now as they're pushing the tomato they're they're over riping the tomato storyline <laughs> i feel like like this, it would be funner as a one one-off gag, not like turn it into a full-blown uh, tomato tomato situation here. So one hundred percent agree. Uh, like I don't know, I, I I think it's okay, but not not if they overdo it. I, I think they're overdoing it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, when they brought the Rotten Tomatoes, the Rotten Tomatoes out there uh, with Damian movie. Priest, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston for the first time, I thought that was, you know, it was what it was. They they threw the tomatoes, got a little chuckle out of it, moved past it. You know, it was only for 30 seconds. Uh, but you're right. Once they started dragging this out, it's, it's like anytime WWE does anything on TV, they're like, all right, another eight weeks of it. Here we go. It, it just, it, it's not a thing that needed to be more than just a one-off gag. Um, it, it really wasn't. So that was a little weird. Um, okay, uh, before we continue on, though, I do want to give a shout-out to Shane the Gamer. I thanked him in the live chat, but thank you, buddy, for your $11 donation, I think it was. Yes, $11 donation, no comment attached to it. If you guys do want your comments highlighted, that is a way to get your comments read out by us here on oh, the show. Oh, I see his comment. Where was yeah, his it comment? says Con Man is amazing, and he has a nice hat. <laughs> for a second there, I thought you said has a nice ass. I'm like, what? Okay, all right. <laughs> That too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, my hole. Uh, so <laughs> that was weird. Just ignore that. Uh, we got Sheamus uh, defeating Humberto Carrillo via ref stoppage. Um, actually, I'm not even sure if this was, I think WWE's got this wrong here. I think this was actually a no contest if I'm remembering what the announcement. No, they awarded it. it to Sheamus. They did? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Sheamus there defeats Humberto Carrillo. Um, the talking point of this one is obviously the awkward landing of Humberto. Uh, Botch guy, I'm going to direct this over to you since this is your expertise. Yeah, so it was a sunset a flip power bomb onto the outside. Uh, there's no confirmed reports still if it's like a leg injury or if it's a collarbone or what the injury is as of what I've read. I know maybe there's something new today, but yeah. as of what I've read from yesterday, there wasn't no new confirmed reports. Um, Humberto did tweet about it and basically said it's the first time I ever had to uh, not be able to finish the match in my career and it's tough, but he's going to come back and, you know, take on Sheamus again in the future. Uh, as for seriousness, again, we're not, some people are reporting it's not as serious while other people are. So again, it's no one really knows, I guess, until we had an official report. As for the actual injury itself, uh, what I saw is the weight of Sheamus uh, yeah. didn't get the proper, uh, I guess, the momentum. And he kind of crashed down. And I think I think it might be his back more than his legs, to be honest. Um, maybe that area. I, I just, I don't know. I, it didn't look good. And immediately when I saw Humberto start going like this to the camera guy, and I, it was towards the camera, but he was obviously talking to someone, some producer or something yeah. in the background. Uh, I knew it was serious. And the referee did such an amazing job stopping that match right away. And uh, so huge credit to him as well. So... Just a terrible situation. I, I hope Humberto is going to be okay. Uh, one of the scarier botches I've seen recently. And uh, like botches are, are like, there's there's scary botches. There's funny botches, right? Like, I don't think that's a botch where you make fun of. That's more like a, that's more like a, oh, let's, let's be concerned. While Mandy Rose slipping at WrestleMania, you can kind of make fun of that because she makes yeah. fun of it, right? Yeah. So I, I just, I feel bad for Humberto and I hope he's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Humberto was obviously a very scary landing right there. I wasn't sure if it was like maybe his hamstring or something like that. Uh, but like what I've got over here on Twitter is from John Alba, according to PW Insider. Uh, reports are that Humberto Carrillo is okay. Um, oh, but that's that's the latest update there. There's really nothing else to it. He, he's probably sore. He's probably incredibly sore, and it hurt. And he's gonna need a you know to put some ice on it or something like that. But it seems like he's gonna be okay, which is good news there. Very very scary incident. Uh, see wrestling. What did you think about this match between Sheamus and Umberto? Because it was going really well up until yeah. that ending right there. 
the match was good. Um, I, again, I hope he's okay. And it's a shame because obviously he's only just come back to TV and seemingly got a little bit of a mini push. So hopefully this doesn't stop that if he is out for a few weeks. But mm-hmm. yeah, just hope he's okay. Fingers crossed for that. I, I had a feeling like he was maybe going to enter into a bit of a feud with um, uh, Mansoor there after slightly costing him the uh, his undefeated streak. You know, I thought maybe that was the direction they're going to go in. But who knows if he's going to be cleared to return anytime soon or if, if it was just, you know, a freak accident that he thought he was a lot more hurt at. It, it could have been something like that. And they just weren't really, 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 wow, really willing to risk him. That's a tough thing to say. <laughs> Willie nailed it. Yeah, they just didn't want to risk him further in the match, is what I believe at this point. Um, probably the smart call as well. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about something that I hated. I truly, truly hated Shelton Benjamin defeating Cedric Alexander. I cannot comprehend. I had people telling me that, oh, it's just the start of a story. It, it, the story's going to tell this. The story's going to tell that. For me, the first thing and the only thing people are going to see is Cedric Alexander in the very first time breaking through, breaking out as a heel on his own, out of the hurt business, and he loses. That's all people are going to see. It's all people are going to remember. Sure, maybe down the line he's going to have a fine storyline, but right now losing to a 45, 46-year-old man in Shelton Benjamin when he's up and coming, I cannot comprehend why this happened. Uh, C-Wrestling, start with you. What do you think about this one? I agree with you. Um, I, and I was on your stream and you said about you know Cedric having those rock-like qualities, and it's so true. And the fact they just had him lose. And it, again, there, there could be a story to come of this is that story that in three months time Cedric finally wins Yeah. because you've done that story a hundred times at this point and Cedric doesn't need that story. He just needs good matches and good wins. That's it. Yeah. He needs to hold himself like he is as good as he thinks he is, which is what the rock did back in the day, by the way, if people forget about it, he needs to hold himself up to that level and he needs to follow through with wins. There is no reason for him to be losing to Shelton Benjamin at this point. I love what Shelton has done with his career. I love that he got a win on Monday Night Raw. Should not come at the expense of Cedric Alexander. Botch guy, what do you think in this one? Oh man, I don't want to disagree with you guys. Well, <laughs> hey, I, I, bring I, it. I do this. I do this. Oh my God, Bocchi's. Oh, hi, Bocchi. <laughs> um, he's really interested in what I'm about to say as well. Uh, I don't. I, I. 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 Here's what I think the WWE is doing. I think they they want Shelton Benjamin to be credible outside of the hurt business, so they're having him beat a cocky, uh, you know, overconfident. Is they? That's what they've been saying over and all. They kept on mentioning how cocky, how cocky he is. Have him get the first win, and now I'm I'm going to assume because now they added some credibility to Shelton's name again outside of just the hurt business. Even though he's been in the company for a long time, I know he's an old guy. At least now he's somewhat credible. Now, if Shelton or sorry Cedric Alexander goes out and destroys, you know, Cedric, or um, Shelton Benjamin, the next one match, two match, three matches. I think uh, they're thinking. Well, it's it, it kind of elevates both guys. I I I think that's what they're they're going with so i'm not it's not that i love the idea of having them lose so i don't disagree completely it's just i just i i think that i i understand the direction i guess i should say maybe not disagree but i do understand what they're going with there i i, I don't know 
look, look on paper, you know, I understand that as well. Like if your goal is to try to elevate both superstars at the same time, that's awesome. I wish WWE would try to do more of that, right? Think back to Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy when they had their feud against each other, elevated both of them at the same time. This is not that case, unfortunately. This is a case of Cedric Alexander has been literally berating Ced, uh, Shelton Benjamin for how many months now in the Hurt business? He's been cocky. He's been in his ear and all this stuff. There, there comes a time when you're making new stars where you have to present them as being able to get the job done on their own. And it's far too often in WWE do we see people be built up as a heel, built up, built up, built up, and then lose their first match. Yeah. They get the win later on, but they lose their first match. It's like WWE relies on the babyface needing the win early on in the feud. Meanwhile, it can just be a one and done. It, it doesn't have to be a full feud. This could be a thing that is just a stepping stone to the next thing. And then he tries to become a contender for a title. Like, this is just an easy way to build up Cedric Alexander. And they missed the mark early on. It's it's a misstep, in my opinion, in the story. Yeah, Any, anything stuff. else there, Botch Guy? I, I love that we like we're not agreeing on everything because that's what mm -hmm. makes wrestling and just in general debates fun like that people can have different opinions on on subjects and be respectful in that manner and that's that's what i love like i love i love this because there are some things i disagree with the, you and and see wrestling just like i'm sure there's things that he disagrees with me and you right it's absolutely and it's, yeah. it's it's just like kevin kevin mentioned that in chat it's great to have uh separate opinions and and I think that's really healthy for conversations. And I, I think uh, if there was less yes man maybe in the WWE uh, for potentially on Monday Night Raw, maybe you could have a better show there as well, right? Yeah, potentially, potentially. I, I just realized that we've kind of been cruising around really, really quickly, uh, or not really quickly. We've been cruising for almost an hour at this point, and we're not even done through Raw. So let's quickly go through at this point. Um, so we got ourselves, the next match was Asuka. Uh, losing to Rhea Ripley. Uh, real quick take here, guys. What do you think? Like it or dislike it? Liked it. Watch guy? It. Yep, cool. All right. Uh, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing else to say there. <laughs> good, good solid match. Want more from Rhea Ripley, though. Would you guys agree with that? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a I'm big Rhea Ripley fan, and I feel like they need to give her a little bit more love. But yes. Cool. Uh, Damien Priest defeating John Morrison. Uh, once again, what are your thoughts on Damien Priest, guys? Like it? Don't like it? I thought he had a good match. <laughs> <laughs> See? Match is fine, but I want him out of that feud now. I've had enough of Miz and Morrison versus Damien Priest. Uh, we, we need to break up. We got to break up Miz. And, uh, they're finally teasing yeah. it, right? Finally. finally. Yeah. It's going to happen at WrestleMania Backlash, most, most likely. Um, but like, like, obviously, it looks like obviously now John Morrison is going to be the face in the feud. So yeah, it nice. looks like a, a Johnny Drip Drip. Awesome stuff for him. As singles well. run. He needs a singles run. Yep. Uh, we're going to get a lumberjack match between Miz and Priest at Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash. And that was the results of that match right there. They got to pick the stipulation, whoever won. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Drew McIntyre via disqualification. I bet you both of you saw this thing coming from literally a week away. Um, it, it was a Monday Night Raw ending 101 written by Vince McMahon. You know it was. <laughs> Not much to say about it. Uh, what do you think about Braun Strowman getting the rub at the very end, being the guy who was the one who was put over before we went into the final show here? You mind if I start with this one, Steve? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Um, uh, 
it's actually kind of, I got to give Vince like a lot of credit. Like it's very, it's very impressive to make me not care of all three characters in the main event feud <laughs> as much as he's making. Like, like I got to give him credit. Like he made me not care about Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley or Braun Strowman in this feud, which is like not easy to do. I, I don't know. I, I am not feeling this feud. Not even a little bit. I, I just get no vibes, zero zilch. I, I don't think Braun Strowman is being booked the way he's supposed to be booked. It's the same choo-choo, you know, Braun Strowman. I, it's kind of boring to me. Uh, Drew McIntyre, I'm a big fan. Everybody knows I love Drew, and I, I think Drew's great. Uh, but I, something about him in this feud, just it doesn't really add up to me. I don't know what it is. I, I think maybe his intensity is down. Um, I think and, he's uh, getting tired in the main event scene, yeah, to be quite maybe, honest. Maybe, maybe. And then Bobby Lashley, you know, he got it. I'm sorry, it hurt. It hurt him losing the hurt business, man. Like the real hurt business with Cedric and and Shelton. I I, I don't think they should have broken up that crew. So uh, I just don't I don't feel it. I, and it's the kind of the problem with Monday Night Raw, right? And uh, I don't know, man. I, I could be in the minority here. Uh, maybe you guys are big fans of this feud, but um, I don't. I'm not. Fe- I'm not feeling it. I'm not. Boring. See wrestling. Your thoughts. I love what they're doing with Lashley. I love that they're establishing Lashley. Do you realize, though, in the last three weeks of Raw, we have seen this main event in so many different matches. We've seen Lashley versus Drew, Drew versus Braun. Now we've had um, Lashley versus Drew, and that's just in three weeks. What is the point in that? Every possible scenario for the pay-per-view main event has happened already. Yeah. You've literally just given it to us every week. (laughs) What's the point? (laughs) What's the point? Oh. We've seen it. We, it's like, remember when, uh, what was it? Sasha and Bailey had a match before their big match. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yep. we were like, what? <laughs> like, what's going on? Why are they? Ha- why? Like, I, why? I'm, I'm all for them trying to sell TV, but like, come on. You don't give away your pay-per-view matches just for TV. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy! Right but on, yeah, right like on. what? What a weird ending! I guess they had to try to put Braun Strowman over because everybody believes he's going to get pinned anyways. So they they had to try to build him up. But you're right, see wrestling. We've seen literally every single scenario already across Raw uh, for this match. It just doesn't make much sense why it was going down. Um, but yeah, I, th- take I, it away. I will say though, I will say though, like you mentioned, Bobby Lashley is getting like a big push in here. I'm, I love Bobby Lashley getting a push. I love that he has the title. I, I love everything about Bobby Lashley. I'm just saying, I feel that him being separated by the hurt business, I, I don't feel like that was the right call. I feel like he was more credible. I guess maybe, I don't know now. I think maybe I'm just upset that it hurts Shelton and Cedric more than yep. than Bobby. I think maybe that. I don't know. What see wrestling? What's your opinion on the hurt business breaking up? Uh, do you know what? I, I'm I'm not as upset about it as everyone else is, just because of the elevation of Lashley. Okay. Yes, I want Cedric to go and do different things as well, but I think it's the right move to have Lashley win, you know, solo and by himself and not needing help, and that's the go-to storyline when someone's in a faction. Hmm. So. I like that element of it. Um, just what I throw out there as well. Just imagine if Lashley holds on to that belt until Survivor Series, and so does Roman. Ooh. Could you imagine? That's Lashley a mega match. Yeah, versus Roman and Paul Heyman. And maybe that's why they got rid of the Cedric and things. They're not really needed in that few. But then, no, but no, that's the no wall. It matters because if then Jimmy and Jay join up with Roman Reigns, and then you have the Hurt Business, 
Like Jeez. the original Hart Fresnes. You could have had Roman Reigns, I, it, Jimmy it, it, and Jay yeah. versus Bobby Lashley, Selton, and 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 uh, and uh, my God, Alexander and uh, Benjamin, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You had the Hurt business versus the tribal, the whatever, the bloodline, the, the Soul My Own Dynasty, like right in front of you. My God, yeah, you're right, guys. You're right. They had some stuff right there in front of them. Um, there's obviously pros and cons to the Hurt business splitting, and a uh, major con is that we won't get that match, not at this point, at least. Um, but let's transition quickly over to NXT, where we won't spend too much time on this one. Uh, we just saw it last night. It was a really, really entertaining show. I feel personally, I don't know if you guys agree with this, NXT last night was a step down from the previous couple weeks of shows, but that doesn't mean it was a bad show at all. Um, we started off with Karrion Cross uh, defeating Austin Theory in the opening match. Uh, thoughts on Karrion Cross there, C-Wrestling? Love him. Absolutely love him. And the way he murdered Austin Theory as well. Perfect. And Botch Guy, what do you think about Austin Theory? Can I just talk about Karrion Cross? No, you're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I think Austin Theory is kind of like a fun little character right now. He's kind of bouncing around, kind of Johnny Gargano stuff. Like, I don't know, I... I I, I just want to talk. Karrion Cross is awesome, man. Like, he is awesome. He is awesome. Everything about him, the presence, the entrance, like, like Omega Star, right? Like, if he came out of nowhere and challenged Roman Reigns, like, I, would you be like, no, this is not. No, I would be like, oh, finally, I, someone credible. Yep. He, he's got the credibility. He looks like a killer. He, I, I think I compared this in, to him during the live stream is that he literally looks like a gladiator. And I think that's the direction WWE is trying to go with his overall character. Like a modern take on what a gladiator would look like. That's Karrion Cross, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, very, very good stuff from Karrion Cross and Austin Theory, though, like you mentioned it, he's just kind of flipping around doing some good stuff with Johnny Gargano, but Austin Theory has truly made himself into a character at this point. If we go back to when he got called up to Raw uh, just after WrestleMania, I think not this past one, but the one before that, he was he was solid in the ring, but there was nothing else to him with that. And now he's all of a sudden a very funny character down in NXT. Uh, would you agree? Would you would you agree with that there, C Wrestling? Hundred percent. I think, I think the it proves that WWE needs to send more people to NXT instead of just not using people or releasing people. Let them try something else because it works. Well, talking about trying something else, Brizongo is amongst that group that got sent down to NXT, yep. and they're rejuvenating themselves in the tag team division. An excellent match against MSK on NXT last night. Uh, Botch guy, did you see that match? What were your thoughts on it? Well, I actually missed that match. Okay, uh, to be completely honest, um, I went. To, I think I went to the. I think I was coming back from the dog park. Gotcha. So, see wrestling. How about you then, man? It's all about the referee for me. Mm-hmm. The referee in that match stole the show. Do you know I what he's talking about, Botchy? Yes, yeah, I did see it uh, on uh, on Twitter there, and I was so much though. I was actually thinking when I when I got back, like, dude, maybe I should do a video on the on the referee. I decided not to, but like, still, like that was just amazing. Like, I, I think it would be better if they didn't have him going down first. I think it would be better if they were like running, like, organically ran and kind of got just leaped it over. over yeah, I thought because then it looked. I more, loved like, it though. I loved it. Planned, it was right? it was, was so great. cool. It was so cool to see, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's actually a callback from a spot like from the '70s or something like that. Like this isn't the first time it's happened either. So they really dug into their wrestling knowledge, which was cool to see. Um, MSK obviously a great looking tag team, but Brizongo at the very end of it. After losing their match to MSK, uh, C Wrestling, did you see them constantly looking over their shoulder back at MSK? 
on their way out of the yeah, ring. Yeah, there could be a heel turn. There could be. I like that. Yeah. Would you be down to see a heel Brizongo? Yeah. Why not? Try something new with them. Let them be cocky. Let them be arrogant and see what they can do with it. I'd love to see it. How about you, Bachkai? Yeah, instead of astronauts, come out as like Vader. Oh, I don't want to get you out. You know, <laughs> no singing allowed. Copyright struck. Oh man, yeah, but that that was an incredible match. I I think that's one of my favorite things that happened on NXT last night was that match overall. Just just great stuff from uh, both of the teams. The next thing that we had was Pete Dunne defeating Leon Ruff again. Leon Ruff coming out of nowhere as this hot fiery baby face for NXT. Uh, botch guy, what's your thoughts on Leon Ruff here? Because he looked great against Pete Dunne, but he he does continue to lose. What's your thoughts on him? Well, they're, they're just treating him as your good old-fashioned underdog character, even though he won that title. I I feel like that's exactly what they're doing with him. They know he's a small guy, so they're just trying to get that underdog kind of feel towards him. And I think he's been doing a pretty good job overall. I I, I don't I don't think he has a character to be honest. I think he's just like this underdog guy. And uh, overall, I think I think he's doing fine. Like I I don't really have too many passionate opinions one way or another. Do him. you agree with that there, C Wrestling? Yeah, I actually totally agree with that. Um, I do like the new like style Pete Dunn's delivering. I think that's yeah. really interesting at the moment. Yeah, agreed. If Pete Dunn, Oni Lorcan together, it's too bad Danny Birch did get hurt. But I mean, hey, Pete Dunn and Oni Lorcan is still going to be fun to watch uh, cruise through NXT, I believe. Uh, we got ourselves the NXT Women's Championship match. Raquel Gonzalez defeating Mercedes Martinez. This one was good. Um Unfortunately, I don't think it was as crisp as I think a lot of people were expecting it to be. And I do think that comes because Raquel Gonzalez is still a little green in the ring. See wrestling. What were your thoughts on this match? Like you said, it wasn't crisp. I, I, I hope that they do more for Raquel as champion to present her better. Um, I just want that match between her and Can. Is it Candice LeRae? Is yeah, Candice. Candice LeRae? Yeah. I want her versus Candice LeRae. That's all I want at this point. It'll be really good if that goes down. Uh, how about you there, Botch guy? I think uh, C Wrestling nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, everything about what he said. Yeah. Yeah. I Raquel. Agree. Raquel is like, she's, I called it when they did that War Games match a while ago that she was going to be a future NXT Women's Champion. And I'm glad that the belt is on her. She seems like a logical step after Io Shirai. Um, I, I don't know how long she's going to have the belt, though. I, I feel like WWE might be trying to, or yeah, NXT, WWE will try to put the title on Dakota Kai at some point in the future. But it's going to come at the expense of Raquel and I think a mega heel turn for Dakota. Uh, I, I, I will I will quickly just say this. Like, Raquel, Raquel, like, she has a lot of talent. Like, she has, like, the talent to be a very, very good star in this company. Um, you know, she, she, she's a little raw still, I think, and which is, that's why she's on NXT, right? But like, she's, she's been developed really, really well. Uh, even I believe Eva Ride Girls of Wrestling's in here. Uh, hey, Eve. Doing the promotions over there. And, uh, I think she has like an immense amount of talent. So I'm, I, I, I love that she has the title. I love that they're doing stuff with her. Um, but I, I feel like she, she does have another level in her and I think she will reach it. And I really do. I think she's a very talented young lady for sure. I think you're absolutely right. She's She's got so much talent. Um, but shout out to Eve Riot Girls of Wrestling right there. I'm just scrolling through my Twitter because I believe they have, yes, they do. On uh, August 27th, if you're located in London, you can go to Queen or Wrestle Queendom 4 over there, guys. Uh, that is going to be August 27th live show. Uh, that looks very exciting. If you haven't watched the first one on YouTube, I highly recommend it. It's a very good show. Uh, 
Wrestle Queendom 4, once again, August 27th. Shout out to EV Wrestling over there. So, uh, we, we got ourselves a new faction over on NXT. It's oh, been yeah. a hot talking point. It's called Hit Row. It's led by Isaiah Swerve Scott. And in the faction are uh, Top Dollar AJ Francis. Is that correct? That's his name. Um, uh, Ashante Adonis. And I, I forget the girl's name. B Fab? Fab? Something like that? <laughs> I don't know. Brianna Fab? I don't know. What I, I don't know. <laughs> I forget her name. Anyways, the faction's dope as hell. First thoughts on the faction there, C-Wrestling? Brilliant. Perfect. They, they've nailed it. Uh, you needed to replace Undisputed Era. Obviously, yes, they're not on that level yet. Undisputed Era was established. But this is a faction that potentially for the next two or three years could just dominate NXT. And that's exactly what you need. Absolutely. Brianna Brandy is the name of the girl. Uh, so AJ Francis, uh, Ashante Adonis, Brianna Brandy, and Swerve Scott. Uh, Botch Guy, your thoughts? They're awesome. They are absolutely what NXT needed when it comes to replacing the Undisputed Era, I guess, <laughs> potentially. I, I honestly, I'm so into this group. I, I love the name even. that The name is just legit too. So honestly, I, I feel like it works so well. And all of them have mic skills as well. I just, I feel like this is going to become a fan favorite when the crowd comes back to like the legitimate crowd. Oh my God. I think these guys are going to blow <laughs> up. So personally, I feel like they did just a great job with them. And I really want to see what they're going to have and moving on, you know, in the future here for, for these young talents, for sure. Good God, dude. It is so tough to take you seriously. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, those glasses, dude. Looking like a, uh, 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 Bret Hart off wish.com or something like that. I don't know. Uh, we got ourselves. <laughs> Don't get Katzel concert here. Uh, <laughs> God, what did you say? <laughs> we got Kyle O'Reilly defeating Oni Lorcan in a a rushed match. I hate to say it. It was very, very rushed. Um, it felt like time got cut from their match. But then Bobby Fish returned afterwards to defend Kyle O'Reilly. But they are not going to be reuniting as a tag team. Sounds like Bobby Fish has his own fish to fry, if you will. See wrestling. Your thoughts on that one? <laughs> I, I, again, I like it. I think they needed to bring him back. Everyone's been wondering, how are you going to bring him back? What's going to happen? I like the idea that they're going to remain friends and potentially they could team up against One Lorcan and Pete Dunne. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, you've left that open where these are two single stars now and eventually they could clash. So you've got some stories already made there. Love to see it. Bajka, your thoughts? I'm happy to see him back and he look and he looked really credible to me. Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense. Uh, there's so many ways they could go here, and uh, I kind of like the the way the, they kind of presented him on it when he had his big return. Like this is what I mean. Like when you're gonna if you're gonna have someone return, like have something for them, have a nice little storyline attached to it because it, it makes you more interested as a whole. And this is what NXT does better than anybody else. Like anybody, and I mean everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean AEW. I mean WWE stuff. I mean I'm sorry, right? that's technically their WWE, but I mean Raw and SmackDown. I feel like NXT builds up returns better than any other company in the world. Uh, I truly do. And uh, this, they do it again. They, they're they making me interested again, even more interested in the story than I was before. It's just good stuff. Excellent stuff over there, like you just said. The last match of the night was the NXT Cruiserweight Championship being defended between Kushida and Santos Escobar. Two out of three falls match. Freaking incredible match. I don't know about you guys. Match of the night, yes or no? Yes. 
Botch yes. guy? Yeah. All right. So both yes. of us, all three of us agree that it is match of the night. How about you guys in the live chat? Yes or no for the match of the night. But just an incredible back and forth matchup from Kushida, Santos Escobar, the presentation, the way the story was booked, all of that. Uh, the way that Santos looked on his entrance with the sombrero, Logato del Fantasma looking like a million bucks as well, and Kushida. I, I know C Wrestling, we've had a bit of a conversation, I think, in the past. You weren't really on board with Kushida, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was the whole jeans thing. And it, it just felt like I always hate when people wrestle in jeans because it makes you feel like they're just not taking it seriously. You know, they're just showing up, having a match and then going home again. And that's kind <laughs> of that's kind of the presentation they delivered with Kushida then as well. So now it's <laughs> like he's sort of put the tights back on and he's just magically changed back to the way he was before. Entertaining and fun. And how great is it to actually see the Cruiserweight title as the main event? So good. So good. It's much deserved. It it feels like we haven't seen the Cruiserweight title feel this important since Neville held on to the title. That yeah. is a long time ago. Um, it's, it's in the main event of NXT and Santos Escobar, when he came around, man, I wasn't sold on him at the start. But he, he has really developed in becoming one of the best things going on in NXT. In fact, he looks like a complete act ready to go to the main roster. Botch guy, would you agree? Do you think they're ready to be called up? Or do you think they should stay in NXT for some more? It's not just any theory. It's a genes theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, honestly, I, 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 I think things should kind of stay down there for a little bit longer. Uh, I feel like they're just doing just great, just great work. Uh, the the matches have been really entertaining. That match on NXT was so good. Mm -hmm. um, I maybe just a few more months of ripening, uh, finish off some of the storylines they have there, and then have them get called up and maybe uh, do some stuff with the lucha, 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 lucha. So see wrestling. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they should call him up. I think, again, keep him in NXT, let them do their thing. And I always have the problem with constantly calling people up and taking people away from NXT because you devalue... Like, if you build NXT on people like Adam Cole mm -hmm. and you then call him up to Raw, why do you watch NXT? So That's you constantly take the viewership away and that doesn't help the show. And I like the fact they're seemingly building the company now around them big stars and then they've got other stars coming in which do transition to the main roster and i like that good points good points so 2v1 keep them down in nxt says botch guy and c wrestling but guys i believe that is everything from the three shows over the past week uh we ran a little long here today moving forward we're gonna try to keep it around one hour but this was the first show we we, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, right? So everybody in the live chat, do me a real solid. Make sure you leave a like on the video and make sure you subscribe to this channel, Botch Guy's channel, and C Wrestling's channel. And now I'm going to pass the floor over to Botch Guy to start things off and then C Wrestling. What do you guys have coming up on your channels? Well, um, uh, for my for my channel specifically, it's just more of the same with uh, Did You Catch That's, uh, my reactions, my botch videos, the usual shebang. But uh, like I did mention a little bit earlier, if you guys could do me the honor the honor of uh, you know following me on my new Twitter. I just started Twitter a couple days ago. Botch underscore guy. If you can head over there and follow that, that would be amazing. And uh, I do uh, every daily. I do daily poll questions now on there as well. Uh, so definitely go check that out. And uh, I have some collaborations coming up as well. So uh, look forward to that. But I do have trivia night tonight. 
And so if you like live streams, I'm sure Con will probably drop in for a couple seconds, but and Steve probably as well. I, I know he doesn't sleep. The guy's a vampire. Um, <laughs> just to let you know, I have a uh, trivia night tonight, and it's it's going to be a very good special edition of it. And it starts season two at, at seven o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So uh, seven PST trivia. There you go. 10 EST for people who are used to my channel with that. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on Botch Guys channel. And then C Wrestling, my man, what do you got coming up? What do you got going on? Well, I did a theory video on Sunday, and it was looking at Ramblin' Rabbit and what he means to Bray Wyatt, with the tease being that there is a big secret that Bray Wyatt wants to tell us, and he suppresses. I have an idea what that big secret is, and tomorrow is the theory video. We do a theory video every Sunday, but because it's a pay-per-view, it's moved to Thursday. And it should be a very fun theory. Expect a twist. Well, there you go, guys. Make sure you go check that out. Um, so, yeah, today, guys, that is pretty much going to be the end of it. We've got more content coming up on this channel, obviously. Uh, make sure you also drop that subscription over to Wrestling Hub, which is the other channel that I appear on from time to time, if you guys would like to check that out as well. We'll hopefully be back, the three of us, next week, but in some way, shape, or form, this video, this stream will be here every single week. If we can't get C-Wrestling and Botch Guy to join us, then we will be taking your guys' live calls, and you'll be a part of the show moving forward as well. But Botch guys see wrestling thank you guys so much for joining me uh this was a lot of fun and i hope we can get get to do it again in the future uh thank you for having me and everybody leave a like in this video yes drop that yeah like. i second that like like the video and this was a lot of fun oh ton of fun great speaking to you for the first time here see wrestling and i i'm glad that I'm glad that we finally did i don't know why it took so long but <laughs> there yeah, we go crazy. <laughs> and botch guy true story me and see wrestling first time we talked no joke how many hours was that? Five hours? See something like that. Yeah, we, we, we were we were just gonna talk for a couple seconds. We talked for five hours. Get a room, you two. Good God! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, everybody in the live chat for watching. Make sure you leave that like, like they said. Make sure you drop that subscription damn, on all the channels. Damn, and damn, that's gonna do it for us. Damn, Take care, everybody. Damn. Have yourself a wonderful night. I've been Con. That's Botch Guy. That's C Wrestling. And that was the unnamed wrestling review. We need a name. We'll see you guys later.